You know, I did really want to check this one out. I had a genuine interest in it um, only because it was recommended by Felicia Day, who like went out of her way to be like, hey, this thing, it's on Amazon right now. And uh, I just was kind of like, you know what? I, I trust you, Felicia Day. You're, you're the person I, that I go to for my film recommendations. I didn't realize you were in such close connection with Felicia Day, but that's good to know. I, I will not make it sound as close connection as, as you apparently have perceived it. <laughs> um, I am, I am I mean, a, a fan, a fan lost in a sea of other fans. Let's put it that way. Sure. I mean, I'm being facetious, but yeah, that's the way you describe it. Just like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, you know, Felicia yeah, Day, Felicia you know, this very up. famous actress and writer. You just, uh, we were chatting about these Amazon movies and this is what came up. <laughs> she was like, hey, look, uh, you know, John, I know you got a lot of other films on your plate this week. No, but I, I genuinely, as soon as I knew that it was kind of, uh, a, I knew it was a sci-fi rom-com. I didn't know like the deal with it, but let's talk about it. So let's talk about the map of tiny, perfect things. This is a sci-fi rom-com temporal anomaly movie we've got another one on our hands uh la- we we just talked about palm springs and this year we have so if palm springs was like groundhog's day but you know the kind of like nihilistic rom-com version this is more of like the romantic drama actually uh this is like the indie ya coming of age teen version that does have comedy in it but it's more about you know teenagers Falling in love, falling in love, and uh, you know maybe learning some things about life, getting out of their small town, life lessons like that. Uh, this just came out on Prime Video, and this is another pretty like comfortable Valentine's Day film. It stars Catherine Newton, who I believe is just being perpetually cast in high school roles. I can't wait for a film to allow her to graduate, and also Kyle Allen, who I think might be a newcomer because I, I had never heard of him or I didn't really recognize him before seeing this. Uh, so I don't know if he's been in other things, um, but this is a great introduction for him. And uh, yeah, so th- the story is we have this guy who is living out the Groundhog's Day format. Uh, it's the middle of the summer. He is in high school. He's supposed to go to summer school, but he doesn't. He just kind of like goes along his life. It's a very chill version of the Groundhog's Day format where he spends his day, you know, like he goes to the library, he, uh, you know, pops in on his friend who plays video games, and it's just kind of like an endless summer, you know? And uh, his his main goal though is is you know he he just wants to get a girlfriend, but it's so hard to find love in COVID. I, I mean, um, excuse me, in a, a temporal anomaly, uh, because he just keeps getting rejected over and over and over again, and he just can't really get close to anybody. It's like rinse, uh, wash, repeats, and so that's kind of how we're introduced to this character. But eventually, he discovers there actually is somebody else in this simulation. Uh, Somebody else is experiencing the same time loop. And that person is played by Catherine Newton. And together, they just sort of like live out their existence. And she's a little bit more guarded. You know, he's clearly smitten, but she kind of keeps him at arm's length. And so he decides maybe something that can kind of create a connection with this person uh, in our little small town is if we can make this map of perfect moments we find in town on this one day of the summer. And I'm just going to say, this is a very effective, charming, and sweet little movie. Very unassuming. And I really enjoyed it. So uh, what, what about you, Will? Uh, did, did this one warm your cold, steely heart? It did. No, I, I liked it. I, I have a soft spot for time loop movies, I guess, with the exception of Palm Springs, which I liked, but not quite as much as you two and a few other critics. But um, I don't know. I just There's something about like this premise that it, it is like very bizarre, and, and you can have you know, a lot of fun playing with uh, the time loop premise and, and do something that, that has a concrete structure, but gives wiggle room to play around and do some cheeky, silly things. And 
Uh, I don't think this one does anything particularly new or inventive in terms of uh, that approach, but I think what works here is are the um, two lead performances from, like I said, Cal Allen and uh, Catherine Newton. Um, Cal Allen, I, I haven't seen anything from him before, but I think he was on American Horror Story and The Path, the H- the, the Hulu show. So he does have some TV background. I'm just, this is the first uh, starring role, I think, of his. So Okay, I just missed him. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I haven't seen anything from him before this, so this was my my first exposure to him as well. But I think they have a really solid chemistry in here. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel insincere outside of the um, kind of plot conventions and stuff like that. But um, I, I do think they have a kind of nice uh, meet cute little thing going on that they're able to communicate a nice kind of friendly, semi-romantic relationship that that is very fun and playful. But also there there are some kind of bubbling sincerities to it that I think are credit to the uh, two performers here, the two performers here, especially Catherine Newton, who, like you said, uh, in a kind of ironic fashion, is being held back by these like kind of high school roles, uh, being perpetually playing these type of roles. But I am excited to see her do more leading role stuff. We also saw her in Freaky a few months ago, and I think she's really proving herself to be a pretty versatile actress who's able to do a lot of different genres and tones really well. And this is no exception. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a lot to this that is you know, especially unique or anything that would make it better than some of the other time loop movies we've gotten recently. But I think what it does well, it does pretty well. And uh, I had a good time throughout. Yeah, I think I think the reason this one sticks out to me a little bit more than I guess I was expecting is just because, first of all, I didn't know it was a time loop movie until it started. And, you know, it, it kind of went through its thing. I was like, oh, OK, time loop movie. Sure. Why not? And I think my worry about it was that it was going to be, you know, kind of like some other films I've been hearing that are YA coming of age, like Ultimate Playlist of Noise, uh, last year's like All the Bright Places, like these films where teens are just going through it, you know, they have all of these big pressing social issues like climate change and, you know, which is brought up in this film about how like, you know, the youth these days don't feel confident about their future because they're being handed like a list of, you know, really awful crises. Yeah, like spontaneous too. Yeah, spontaneous is a great example of that. Yeah. And what I what I like about this film though is that it really rounds out a lot of that like hopelessness with um I thought some interesting commentary on, you know, okay, like what is it like in this day and age to feel like you're stuck in your town, to feel like you're you're an outsider, you're kind of like a castaway at, at one point they refer to, and it feels like the one person you want to connect to just isn't really there. And I think the, to what you were saying before, one of the reasons they work as characters who come together is because they they aren't just romantic foils. I think that there is a case to be made that there's something platonic that really draws them together as well. So you don't you don't feel like there is this some sort of like insincerity from Catherine Newton who is clearly resisting like intimacy. There actually does seem to be a pretty grounded reason for you know her motivations and you know i think that the difference in their personality is is also a little bit more against type than you would expect particularly he's he's very artistic but you know he's not the stereotypical artistic kid he's not dramatic he's not trying to be timothy chalamet there's there's not this like weird you know he just feels like a kind of a normal kid who's really good at drawing who doesn't have the biggest ambitions but he's just kind of like trying to get by and like he felt like a high schooler to me and I thought with the same thing with Catherine Newton's character, I think that she feels like uh, somebody in this moment in time who who is trapped but wants to be trapped almost. And I don't know, I thought something about their dynamic was it's not the most original thing in the world, but I think that it's more interesting in how it's written. It's fresher in how it is like, you know, kind of like coming together than anything else. So 
yeah, it, it, I was surprised that there was this much to chew on with this movie. And I think some people will watch it and that stuff will probably not really register with them because they're not looking for it or because it's just hitting me in a different way. But no, I, I, I was kind of affected by what this film was trying to say. And I appreciate this sort of like the synergy of the metaphors here. I actually think they're kind of, it's elegantly done. And it's the same kind of thing I was saying for Palm Springs. They're, they're finding really good connective ways of like making the time loop genre become, you know, something bigger than Groundhog's Day. This, this is one of those films that references other time loop films, which I don't mind. I know, Will, you, you don't love that as much, but I think, uh, I think there's an argument to be made on one side of like, we're getting too many of these, you know, there've been a lot in the last decade. And then there's another side of this Speak that's saying, well, Say, say again? I said, speak for yourself. Oh, in terms of we're getting too many of these? Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying that as my opinion. I'm saying that sure. as like, there. I know a lot of people who hate this. Um, yeah. You know, there are critics I really appreciate who are like, I just don't want this movie, this type of movie to be made anymore because I'm sick of it. And then there's this other side, which I, I am more favorable to, which is that, you know, this is becoming a subgenre, more of a subgenre unto itself. You know, it isn't just sort of like ripping off a premise at this point. I do think it is its own genre, and I think that it's perfectly uh, acceptable for other films to do something with it. And I think that they're doing it, they're doing creative things with it, like you were saying. Well, not the most creative things with it, but uh, creative nonetheless. So, uh, what, what do you think, though? Do you think that this is a, do you think all that uh, works for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think like you're saying, like, I think we're getting to the point now where we're not just doing Groundhog's Day all over again. Um, we, we, it still is to an extent, but I think we're starting to move past that. We're kind of getting a little bit deeper in terms of like what we can do with a time loop type movie. And uh, I don't think we're fully there. Like it, it, it does kind of seem to be stuck in a rudder, I guess, fittingly. But um, I, I do think, like you said, like there's there's room for kind of interesting ideas to be explored therein. And uh, I mean, I don't think what this movie is doing is particularly deep in terms of like, you know, recognizing the little things in life that you can appreciate. Like, I mean, that's something that I think a lot of people already have seen in other films. And I, I think the execution of it is what's key here. Like we said, the performances work. And I think there is a, a palpable chemistry there that, that feels pretty honest. And the characters feel pretty well lived in and sincere in that way. But um, the screenplay as well, I, I believe Lev Grossman is a uh, novelist and I think a former uh, book critic. Right recall reading that correctly um so he comes in with a different background he he, he approaches yeah, this, this is based on a this yeah. is based on a short story and so lev grossman wrote the short story and then mm-hmm. also did the screenplay but i think there's like a little bit more interest in terms of like fleshing out these characters in a way that maybe other films would just kind of settle for different things whereas i think this screenplay is a little bit more interesting and in, in be a little bit more uh enriched in a certain way and, and having a little bit more depth to these characters while not being overly complex or, or slowing the film down in any way, because there is a particular pacing to this film that I think is pretty commendable in terms of, you know, communicating a good number of things, but not having to slow down the film in order to say those things. Um, but like we said, like, I don't, I don't think this is doing anything particularly noteworthy outside of that, but that's not to say that this movie needs to do all that much to work. I think it's appealing enough on its own and especially as a streaming release, I think it works, but it's not one I think I'm going to be thinking about revisiting a lot later on, but for the time I had watching it, I had a good time. Same here. Same here. I'm, I'm a low, but confident B on this movie. Uh, I think that it, it is pretty effective and I, I find myself, uh, kind of, you know, not anxious to recommend it, but like, I do think it's the kind of film that I feel comfortable recommending, uh, to people as they're sort of asking, you know, people I know who do like these kinds of films, I think that they'll, you know, if you're 
you know, keen on this type of drama and this type of like schmaltzy romance that, yeah, like you're saying, is not that noteworthy in, in other ways. I think there's a lot to appreciate here. So I think that uh, in that sense, it's a good crowd pleaser kind of film. And uh, I hope it, it does great things for both of the lead actors. I think that like Catherine Newton's already on an ascent and she just, you know, I think is like one breakout roll away from really taking off in her career. But I, I like Kyle, Kyle Allen in this. I, I think that he's he, he does a good job. He really holds his own. And uh, I, I'd like to see more of him, you know, in a lot of other worlds. I could see him being really prominent on even more TV stuff, in fact. So yeah, solid B for me. Yeah, I'm not too far from where you are. I think I'd give it a high B minus overall, just because like I said, I don't I don't think this is one that really breaks the mold or does too much that that makes it stand out compared to other time movies. And when I think back on stuff like Cappy Death Day and uh, Palm Springs and stuff like that, I think I like those movies just a little bit more in this one overall. Um, but that's not to say that this is doing anything poor or wrong. If anything, maybe if we hadn't gotten those those type of films, I, I might have gotten a little bit more out of this, but I can't really say for sure. But like we said, I think we're getting to this point now where it is basically a genre in and of itself. And uh, I don't know if that means we're going to get more movies that just kind of do a similar thing in different genres or if we're actually going to get a little bit meatier in terms of the approach. But I'm definitely down. Like I said, I, I like time, time loop movies a lot, and I, I enjoy these type of high concept uh romances so i'm down for it whatever happens i'm i'm here for it yeah i think we've, we've gotten like the action of this you know the like i guess action and war we've gotten horror we haven't gotten like supernatural horror like a haunted house time loop movie i'd kind of like to see that that could be fun um so abby you know we We've obviously talked about this movie quite a bit. I'm sure you've already written down, you know, some notes on like why you probably won't check it out. But if I could sway you, um, in case you need to be swayed, Josh Hamilton from eighth grade does play the dad in this. I and did see that, and that was appealing to me. So that might be the thing that does it. Is it? Is it significant? Is he around? To see it? <laughs> it's not the reason he's to see it. it. Yeah, because he's not in it that much. But I, I'm not going to okay. oversell it. I don't want you to be disappointed. But he okay. he, he doesn't, doesn't give his son a heartfelt speech. He does, <laughs> yeah, no, he, but it's, oh, he does. He does, but it's it doesn't go the way you might think. So uh, okay, you, know, you may ha- you may have to report back to us on that one. Okay, I'm you, I'm there. I'm into it. Take it. I just love Josh Hamilton. He's just such Me an too. awful guy. Yeah, you know? wish he was. I love my dad, but I wish he was my dad. If I could have two dads, I'd ask Josh Hamilton. Um, but there you go. Win a dad with Josh Hamilton. Oh, that's a good. <laughs> Sorry. Good reference. Um, um, that's fun. I appreciate that. I, I, I accept it fully. Um, but okay, that'll do it for our show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, I did forget to say, um, although I did say at the outset, Map of Tiny Perfect Things is available to watch right now on Amazon Studios. And it's only an hour 39 minutes. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.